2: All right, we're back. Super excited to have our next guest on. we got Will Leach, LZ Granderson, together of the Long Game Podcast. Will is a contributing editor for New York Mag and MLB, and he's a founder of Deadspin. You know LZ from ESPN Now with the LA Times. Gentlemen, how are we doing today?
0: We are doing fantastic, except for the fact that my Lakers are not in the postseason
2: yeah well let's start right there. i think that's a <laughs> good place to start yeah, I mean, you're like already, you're, yeah. your
1: you're lakers are violently you your lakers are violently not in the postseason violently, violently, most violent possible way they not
0: we, did, we were drive. ejected we didn't <laughs> <it. Yeah. laughs>
3: i just saw that they finally got luau dang off the books though. he was like the fifth highest player on the team oh, Fifth
0: highest player on the team you know what the it's funny like, thing is not to be all dated with this conversation at all but that when I first started ESPN LA, the radio station, um, I got in trouble because I went on air and at the time, uh, Mitch Kupchak was still the, the, the GM and yeah. uh, Mr. Buss was still running things. Jeannie hasn't, hadn't done the red wedding yet, basically. <laughs> and yeah. um, we had signed Lou Deng and Timothy Mozgov. And I went off for like three hours saying, what's the plan? And, and my colleagues are saying, calm down. And everyone's like going, you know, it's going to work out. Though. And I was like going, there is no earth in which a <laughs> Timothy Moskov, new Dane combination is putting anyone in fear. No one's game planning for this. What's the issue here? So it's quite fitting that towards the end of the most disappointing season in the Lakers franchise history, saddled by one of the worst records in the Lakers history, with arguably the worst season in LeBron James's regular
1: season history, for sure. it
0: would make sense that Lou Dang is still connected to this entire conversation some way, somehow. LeBron I feel obliged. Are- to,
1: I feel obliged to point out that Mozgov team was better than this year's team. Just, to, <laughs> just, so for, just for what it's worth,
2: and just to let you guys know, Timothy Mozgov in the five years we've been doing this has to be one of the most mentioned players. Just, because <laughs> oh, I was this. literally
3: about to say that we were probably like twenty episodes into our podcast like five years ago, and that's that was amateur season for us and we've come a long way we were still roasting the lakers for that mosgoth contract I
2: mean, it was like uh, I, it was I was
3: like shocking i listen, saw 64
2: million dollars like who does that it's crazy listen, i'm not gonna
0: lie he balled out against the Golden state warriors in 2015 nba finals sure he was yeah. he was the cavalier's second best player for whatever this worth. Mm-hmm. but but
1: damn <laughs> listen, that, that, that's, listen I've, I've watched enough winning time to know that, lo, that the Lakers are not so much about winning as they are about the electric exciting experience. So that, to me, Mozgov paid for himself.
4: That <laughs> that's, that's I don't true. think I think that's the first time those two Timothy Mozgov and electric have ever yeah been no, come on year. who didn't come
1: out there to see Mozgov even if he wasn't playing well boy you got your money's worth though. the I international
2: just-
4: appeal off the charts
1: right?
2: <laughs> yeah it was just the Mozgov family being appealed um but a lot of going a lot going down with the Lakers obviously it's been an utter circus in the media and there's so much to kind of delve into here but I want to ask you guys, you know, you guys started off in written form and columnists, you know, back in the day where, you know, you had to have so many sources to kind of put something out. Now on Twitter, boom, you hear something, you think something's going to happen, you could throw it out. And also there's athletes and coaches finding out news on Twitter. So Frank Vogel finds out he's being fired via Twitter.
0: No, he didn't.
2: <laughs> you know? Oh, whoa. <laughs>
1: no, he didn't. He, he, he knew. No-
0: he found out via the NBA standings at the end of the regular season.
1: He found out two months ago. Obviously, I he knew two months
0: ago. Talking about, I just found out on Twitter. Dog, for real, if you seriously are honest and telling me that you just found out on Twitter you're being fired, then you should have been fired because mm-hmm. that means your ability to see your surroundings and find some sort of way to work with your surroundings are escaping you so yeah so he didn't find out on twitter one thing one forward.
1: thing that's generally true uh, uh before we get into the social media conversation yeah. is i've worked a lot of jobs and been fired from a lot of jobs there has never been a time where i've been fired where i thought oh they handled that great i'm very happy congratulations Thank <laughs> you for the classiness <laughs> with which you did this people are inevitably pissed off all the time when they get fired and right. maybe it's twitter finding out first maybe it's the fact that that you know they cleared out your desk, but and before you even before you even knew that you were fired. Maybe it's just because the fact that they fired you. Like nothing is good about getting fired. So I'm my sympathy for people when they're like, "Well, there was a way to do this that would have been better." No, there isn't. There's no way to get fired that's that that that's positive. Funny out on Twitter. I'm
4: gonna, I'm gonna push back on that because I think there's yes. one way, and the one way is if you've ever seen the Dark Knight trilogy. When Morgan Freeman says, didn't you get the memo? I would love to be fired by, by Morgan Freeman. Boom. I would love to be fired by Morgan Freeman. You have, to make
0: sure you, you have to do the pregnant pause first, though, because it's all about the pause. He's like, yeah, like it just crossed his mind when really he's been in <laughs> this moment for hours, <laughs> not days. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Do the organization owe it to them or do like, I guess, you know, reporters owe it to the people to kind of give some leeway of time or is it like, look, you know, you did a crappy job. You guys lost almost 50 games when you had LeBron James and yeah, AD didn't play that much. You also had Russell Westbrook and you should have been better than that. So, you know, they maybe obviously deserves his papers in any kind of form, but should it be on the organization or the media or both to kind of at least like have Frank get some time to like find the news himself before it's like perpetrated out to everybody i i don't know any business
0: where the person who's being dismissed is allowed to have like a you know a farewell party you know to will's point there's no real easy way to fire anyone but that isn't unique to sports right like I mean, there are so many people in middle management who have been dismissed unceremoniously who may have worked at a company for five to 10 years, but then shareholders demand a higher percentage or a higher return. And guess what? That person is reorged out and no one talks to him. No one talks to her. No one asks how she's doing or thanks her for all the work that she's contributed. No, she's walked out the door and she's lucky to be let back in the door because they have these security issues. So- I'm not trying to say that Frank Vogel isn't, you know, should not feel a certain kind of way about his personal dismissal. He certainly is, you know, certainly is open to doing that, can do that. That's his, that's his prerogative. But I'm not going to sit up here and go, oh, poor Frank Vogel, when literally there have been months about months in which your firing had been rumored. And oh, by the way, I do believe you still get your money. Right. Yeah. I think he's going to be all, right. I, think he's be all <laughs> I mean, right. I mean, I think he's going to Everyone knows it's not his fault. He has a ring and he's still getting paid.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: I think I think one thing is getting fired, right, as a head coach who's underperforming, which it's already been suspected. But what about people getting traded, right? Blake Griffin found out on social media when he got traded from the Clippers, right? Or what about when Schefter, you know, talks about Brady retiring before Brady's announced his own retirement? Or even what about when TMZ leaked that Kobe Bryant had passed away before his wife found out? Right, it's a race for all of these news right. outlets and all these reporters to get out information. I feel like they're not sensitive to it sometimes. Yeah, I w- go ahead, go Elsie.
0: No, 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 I don't want to hold up the time. But that's what journalists do. <laughs> we, we, I mean, that's our our job isn't to be the PR people of those who are writing about. Our jobs is to inform the public so that they can be able to make a better informed decision. No one told Nixon they're coming. You know, should <laughs> so Bob Woodward has said? wait, let's give Nixon a chance, you know. Yeah. What? Don't want him to find out in the media first. No, we did our fucking job. So, oh, can I keep fucking on your show?
2: Yeah, you can yeah, say whatever course. the fuck you okay, want, okay. man. You're good. Okay, okay, I'm okay. sorry. You, okay, I'm then. still not gonna do it. I'm still I, not gonna do it, just to know. I, I'm, I'm
1: sorry.
0: how hey, hey, Will's the I'm, baby-faced assassin.
2: Listen, exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking, because the truth of the matter is, I'm so fucking pissed off about the Lakers season right now. I'm sure that it's like fueling all of this anger right now. So, buddy, Will, save me from me.
1: I will confess, I, 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 not that I don't want to hear you talk about the Lakers some more. I will always, always listen to you talk about the Lakers. I have to say, one of my, uh, one of the things that I've kind of discovered as uh, I've gotten older, working in media, is how uh, my not only is my life uh, happier, (laughs) uh, but I actually have better and pure information the less time I spent on spend on Twitter. Uh, I find it very strange. First off, in a macro sense, it's very weird. If you take a step back from it, you know, ESPN does not own. Twitter, Twitter, like they, like, if you think of like Adam Schefter is getting paid like $32 million or however much he's getting paid to give instant information to a third party website that does not pay him, that will immediately be followed, which will be in all these things will be a scoop for roughly four to five seconds. <laughs> and so like at a certain level is always felt very strange to me. And I would argue that, listen, Twitter is a good, is, is a good resource. And it could be a good tool. And I think its primary uh, public utility is to provide uh, voice to people that didn't have voice before to give perspective so I can hear perspective. I was unable to hear before. What it should not be, it should be an assigning editor. And it's really weird for me to see, like, I'll see a story and I'll be like, oh, I see that that editor and reporter was just on Twitter all day rather than actually talking to anyone or getting any perspective on anything. And it's very bizarre to me that we have just decided that, like, okay, the news of the day is what roughly half of 1% of the American population has been scrolling all day. And we've decided that that's the news of the day. News should not be run by addicts that need like constant, like it's not real, like, but like, you know, I'll put it this way. I lived, I live in Athens, Georgia, and I lived in New York for 13 and a half years. And when I lived in New York, my five best friends all worked in media. And all of us got together all the time. We were like, oh, did you hear about this? Did you hear about this? I'm a junkie. I need all my information all the time. And then I moved to Georgia where like normal people live, where my friends are like a lawyer and like a guy who owns a board game cafe and a preacher. And you know what they do? They do other shit. They do other stuff. They do other <laughs> things all day than just jerk off on Twitter all day. And you know what? They know shit better than you do. And, I, and it's very bizarre to me to see, like, th- I think someone made the great joke about uh, Ginsburg's Hal poem about, like, uh, the, the, the idea, like, well, I've seen the greatest minds of my generation totally dissolve and waste away on Twitter all day. And it's so weird to me because like, listen, I use Twitter. There is nothing wrong with using Twitter. I don't think it's actually very good for promotion. It doesn't actually, it can help your personal brand and among the other weirdos that are on Twitter all day. But if you actually look at traffic numbers, they tend to not go huge because of Twitter. It's, it's usually other factors that actually make those things go larger, but more to the point, you're just talking to other junkies. You're not actually talking to the actual consumers of this stuff and so i think twitter often gives these us the illusion of scoops and the illusion of information and the illusion of what's actually happening as opposed to what is actually going on and i'll, I'll close with this my dad i always joke about I have make a joke about this but my dad has which i'm not like this but he has he has the most sane view about sports he doesn't he doesn't follow recruiting he doesn't follow hot stove he just shows up he's like you know what I'll just start watching the games and then I'll just find out who's on my team. And I'll find out if I like them or not. It's like, Oh, I, I can't do that for the record. <laughs> I am not capable of doing that. That's a way more talking-
3: Peaceful way to live life. I'll yeah. And like, it. I'm yeah. sorry,
1: but like, like peace actually does matter. <laughs> like it actually is like good. <laughs> I would argue that one, like the LZ and I are both on Twitter, but like, I would argue that one of the things that generally makes our show work. And I think makes the, the, a lot of the stuff that we love work is it's not a constant Fight to get to the hottest take, and a fight to get to the thing that that that, that that's going to provoke the most stuff. We like take some time. It helps that we both write all the time. Like we're both like I know there's nothing wrong with that. I I've uh, but you know I'm a writer first and a podcaster and a all the other crap second. And writing is about taking a bunch of information confirming it, figuring out what it is, and then coming with whatever perspective that you have on it that is hopefully reasoned and acknowledges opposing perspectives. That's literally the opposite of what Twitter is in like literally every well, possible way.
0: I, I'm, I'm going to push back just a little I know, bit. I know, I know. Uh, addict. Well, not just addict. <laughs> I, I mean, think about, you know, the pseudo, you know, uprising that was happening in the Middle East. And how word and as well as coordination of that, mm-hmm. of that demonstration, of those demonstrations rather, really happened over social media like Twitter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, you, if, if you consider Twitter to be more like television as opposed to its own separate entity, then you will see it in the way that, you know, I think other people see it, which is, you know, it's, it can be good, it can be bad. It's all based upon the user. You know, if you follow uh, NPR on Twitter, if you follow PBS on Twitter or C-SPAN, it's hard for me to call you an idiot, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right? If you follow Pat McAfee on Twitter, if you follow uh, the Green Bay Packers on Twitter, if you follow Aaron Rodgers on Twitter, I'm going to assume you're a Packers fan or you're a football fan.
1: Or you just they, hate sleeves. It's or also you, possible or that you, or hate you
0: hate sleeves. you hate sleeves. But, you're, but the point being <laughs> is that it doesn't automatically mean <laughs> that you're a freaking idiot, or that you hate sleeves, but it just means that this is one of the ways in which you decide to share information. Will tweets, this is what I wrote.
1: I go and I read it. one last thing to follow up on that, I would like to know, every single time someone wants to talk about something positive on Twitter, they almost always bring up the Arab Spring, which I feel obliged to point out was 12 years ago. It was 12 <laughs> years ago. Our, dese- our brains have gotten more diseased that's, since that's
0: then. That's the reason why I didn't bring up the actual name to keep it going, what the fuck's
1: the Arab Spring? <laughs> I, said, I said, I'm not that's in the the Middle that, that's the like, point. It was literally like 12 years ago. And yes, I agree that like, there was a one brief moment where a positive change was provoked by everyone all gathering and sharing information. I would argue the last seven years would be a sign of the exact opposite of that situation (laughs) happening because of social media, but okay. Now we're done with that. Uh, You asked a question about the Lakers. No, No, please. This is what
2: we (laughs) wanted. We, we have these kinds of conversations all the time and it's very funny. Like, you know, our show, I was trying to, I was listening back to our show to like take an ad from it to like give to the advertisers last week. It was our, it was our ESPN show that we do on Thursdays. And I was like, all right, I'm curious to see what hot takes we come across in the first five minutes was Nick doing the ad read, us making fun of the ad read, <laughs> then us talking about woodworking, who'd be the best at that, and then Harry Potter references. Because Alex and I have been doing Harry Potter references, and Nick now has been smoking us in Harry Potter references, and it's become this whole competition. So, yeah, I mean, you got to like have a little fun with the way you deliver the information rather than just trying <laughs> to have the spiciest take after spiciest take. We totally understand. But the Lakers, and first of all, shout out to McAfee, who's been on with us. Uh, he, he did come on and just shit talk the longhorns the entire time. And, you know, you talk about your dad, not liking recruiting. We literally sit there refreshing recruiting as three former longhorns all day. Oh, um, and I do
1: the same thing with the Illini, by the way. Yeah, clear it's clear as possible. Yes, he yes, does. He does. Sky Clark, he actually, Sky Clark, baby. He actually
0: made me watch the Illini in a bar <laughs> with working televisions that could have watched anything else, but he maybe watched the Illini.
1: Yeah. He's and, a college basketball skeptic. Okay. Kofi
2: Cockburn, man. He's, uh, he's worth watching. Kofi's, say, Kofi's great. In the media, though the Lakers, it was such, it was just such a drama show. And I'm almost curious, you know, LZ obviously you covered them so heavily. Like, is it bad for the sport that every other segment is LeBron James? LeBron, and I we I love LeBron. He's unbelievable. He's a prince that was promised. You know, he's how often do we hear like, "Hey, this guy's oh, the next boy." Here comes Boston. Thing? No, here but comes I'm Austin. sorry. <laughs> oh, whoa, 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 whoa! whoa. No. Here comes here comes uh, where he comes.
4: Because
2: I saw it the same, and what Tiger did this weekend after the accident, you know, he, we didn't know if he was going to walk again. He comes and plays four rounds, makes the cut, which is unbelievable, and plays four rounds. But the whole time, the media circus is about Tiger, 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 not about the future. Everything's about LeBron, 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 and not about what Devin Booker is doing in Phoenix when Chris Paul goes down, and still gets into sixty wins. So. Is it too much in the media? Do you guys think that, you know, that's just so centered? And we saw it in the Olympics this year, too. No Phelps, no Bolt. We've lost these superstars, and no one gives a shit about the Olympics. So do the superstars in some way and the focus on them constantly hurt the sport at times? Like, does it hurt the sport that everyone's just talking about the Lakers?
0: I mean, are they? (laughs) Is is everyone talking about the Lakers? Or are we already... or are we only paying attention to people who are talking about the Lakers? Because I would argue that there is a, a, a constituency led by you know, Bayless, of course, who like to hate watch or shit talk or hate tweet or fuel you know, animosity towards you know, the Lakers vis a vis LeBron James, which is also a slither of the ecosystem that surrounds the Lakers, right? Like the haters, right? Mm-hmm. And I jokingly talked about you in Boston, but I mean, Boston does have some haters. I mean, it's a long time rivalry. You should have haters. Yeah. But because of LeBron, you're bringing LeBron haters as well as Lakers haters. <laughs> so I would say that the people who are, you think are consumed about LeBron James are actually just NBA fans. And this is the villain du jour. You know, we used to always talk about Shaq and Kobe. We used to always talk about Jordan. It's just that when you're dominating a sport for as long as those examples have been dominating, you're going to get people who are going to want to see them fail. And that's going to fuel the people who want to see them succeed. And that creates this little self-feeding ecosystem that I'm talking about that we're witnessing. But I would argue that people in Philadelphia thinking about LeBron James and the Lakers they want they do to win the MVP and he just led them to score in score the first center since Shaq to do so and the first big man to get over 30 to do so. I think since what Kareem or some shit like that? They're talking about Embiid. They ain't talking about the Lakers and Shaq and, and, and LeBron. I is would that, argue to say. is that I your MVP? Embiid? Yeah. He he's not yours. Are you, are you don't tell me one of them I, stat dudes that's gonna be like crunchy
2: numbers and tell me that Jokic I, I gave blah, blah, you blah, mine. Blah, blah. I gave you mine. I gave you mine. Mine's Booker.
0: Booker, you know what
2: best record I, I winning I don't is don't hate
0: a- that i don't hate that Ooh. i don't hate that i mean i really thought that chris paul was mvp last season so it's hard for me to switch yeah. gears and go to his backcourt mate you know after mm-hmm. thinking the previous guy should have won the first go around but i honestly thought instead of anybody i was mean, like the dude literally parachuted into a team that couldn't make you know the playing game yeah. Like, and now they're representing the Western Conference and just dethroned the Lakers. How are they not the freaking final? How is he not the MVP? Right. Mm-hmm. But you know, people get bored and they start crunching numbers. And I see Giannis's brother Alexander over there. He wants to like chime in and talk about. No, it a no,
4: bit. no. I mean, I love. Yeah, I love the. <laughs> I mean, no, I. I think. I think. <laughs> That's yes. Good obviously, ask. like people that love like the advanced metrics are always gonna they're gonna point to Jokic, right? Because what he does from that standpoint, it's off the charts. But he also, if you like the way that people consider and vote for MVP, everyone does it differently, right? A lot of people are like, who is the best player in the league? Who did the most for their team? If you then a lot of people play the game where it's like, take all the other guys, take that guy off the team. How good is that team? And, and that Nuggets team is not good without Jokic. And they ended up winning what the 48, 49 games. Like that's an impressive feat given their injuries with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Now, I don't want to take anything away from my own guy, I'm a, I'm a Dallas guy. So Luka Doncic did the exact same thing. So I don't like if that. So it's we, like
0: we, we are having a serious conversation here. You are not bringing Luka Doncic into this no, 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 I, He should be in the top
4: top five voting though, for sure, with what he did this year. I mean, he's got the what? best. He's got the he's got the <laughs> second best record against teams that are in the playoffs in the West and the East, six you, and above.
0: Did you just splice that shit like that many ways? He has the best record against teams <laughs> in the playoffs, six feet or above. Did you
4: second second best second best second second best, second, best. Second best. <laughs> behind the Suns because their record's incredible. Right, right, right. right. No, oh, I mean, don't you to be the best? All right, to be the best, you got to beat the best, though. That's yes, that's that's one of the the top five rules. Yo, dog, <laughs> I think Embiid is the MVP, but if you ask me straight
0: up, if I'm playing five on five and I'm the whole NBA is my oyster. Luka Doncic is not in my top five. Is he I mean, in yours?
4: I mean, KD is number one for me.
0: Well, that's, that's what I'm saying. And even if you strip away like what they were able to do in terms of team success, right? Like I would argue
2: John Morant is way above Luka Doncic. But he missed time. So? Missed- <laughs> but they were, but they, were tw- they were like 20 and six without him. And then he shows up and they beat the freaking Warriors by like what, 40? I mean, they're great. It's one of the best, <laughs> it's
0: one of the best coach teams. In the, he's unbelievable. But it's not just about the coaching. It's about belief. And coaches, in my opinion, cannot instill belief. Only the leader of the team can instill belief. Because when shit gets tight, players aren't going to be looking at the coaches. They're looking at their dog. And if their dog looks like he's settled and we got this, then they're going to feed off of that. And if their dog looks frazzled or like they're disinterested, they're going to feed off of that. Yeah, the coaching – helps and the dog of the team is supposed to be an extension of that coach but when it's money time I don't know if they're looking at coach down in Memphis as much as they know when it's money time they're looking at job ja. and yeah. job ja is the dude that made them believe that they can do this shit ahead of time mm-hmm. like yeah. I-, I just I just feel that there's an aspect to the MVP conversation that makes him be the clear-cut favorite and that's the fact that In the midst of everything, you know, just trying to win games and and score and stay healthy and all this shit, he had to navigate a system not knowing what the fuck was going to happen with Ben Simmons, his number two, like basically the entire year. (laughs) And then he gets James Harden, who may or may not have smelled like chicken wings by the time he got there. Lemon pepper, <laughs> I hear, is everybody's favorite. I know sure, it's yeah, mine. I, <laughs> you, I know it's mine. <laughs> but, you know what, but you know what I'm saying? Like, and now he's got to try to figure out a way to bring in this superstar player who just like, forced his way out of his second team in less than a season. Like, like, and fair. Pete had, had to do a lot to be that dog in addition to being a great player. That's why he's
2: my MVP. I'm with the narrative stuff. I love that. That's why I gave you Book because Chris Paul goes down and they don't miss a beat. He's yeah, still yeah. the best record. That's why yeah, I gave you yeah. I,
0: I ain't mad at you for that. I ain't mad at you. That, that's, that, that, that is solid. But as I said, it's hard for me to switch when I thought CP3 was MVP last year. So mm-hmm. it's like, if I switch, there's like going, well, was it really Booker last year? Or was it wasn't CP3. He tried to make me conflict, you know, have a conflict with myself. And I refuse. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't do that anymore.
1: Elzy <laughs> is not what? a self-conflicted person uh, by my nature.
3: What one, one season's heading to the postseason uh, in basketball, and one season's heading to the regular season in baseball. I do want to touch, switch gears a little bit on baseball and talk about uh, kind of some of the the old rules and the purists of baseball? Because I know you guys mentioned it on your show yeah. uh, a week back. Um, is there a happy medium, you know, to appease appease the baseball peers, but still make it a enough changes to help grow the game and attract younger audiences? William.
1: (laughs) 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 It's weird because like, I don't know. There's an old joke about baseball that like, you know, baseball, baseball is always kind of doomed in the eyes of its fans because Baseball, anything that people, people who love baseball fall in love with baseball at a very specific moment. Usually like a, maybe between the ages of like eight and like 15, they yeah. fall in love with baseball and then it freezes right there. And anything after that, that either changes or is different feels like a disappointment because you fell in love with a certain level. I think this always kind of happens with the baseball. Like the NBA and the NFL are constantly changing rules all the time to make the games more fun and more exciting, and nobody cares. They, they're fine. The example I always use about this is the idea that uh, in the NBA, with three seconds left, a guy you, they can make a shot, and then you call timeout, and then you can break all the rules of space and time. No time has passed, but you are able to move forward to half court. That's impossible. They did not apparate there. They did not levitate there. They're just there. But we're okay with it because it's more fun that way. It's more fun that way. So we just go ahead and let it, we, we play along with it. Baseball has the hardest time doing that. Baseball has the hardest time just saying eh, it's more fun this way. Let's just do it this way, because It's a little bit more fun because because I think baseball is a sport. The reason it's so resistant to change is people get locked with this idea of what it was like when they first fell in love with it. And so what we talk about purists, I feel like I've been hearing about baseball purists since I was like five years old back in the day, it was I, like for crying out loud. I guarantee is somewhere Billy Crystal is still yelling about the fact that no one drinks Ovaltine anymore at any of their baseball games. Like the, the, there's always this kind of weird idea. And I would argue that baseball needs to not sweat the purists or frankly anyone over a certain age, because they're either, they're either, they're either still with it or they're, they left a long time ago. At a certain level you've, mm-hmm got me like if, if if basically baseball teams go out on the field literally wearing shirts that say will leach sucks i hate that guy i'm still going to watch baseball like they've got me i'm not going anywhere it's kind of hilarious i'd probably watch it
2: i watch all the time i'd, I'd
1: try to right we do rewinds honestly <laughs> 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 it's certainly i have i have some ex-girlfriends that would baseball would suddenly become incredibly yeah. popular um but <laughs> I, I i'll say that like so at a certain level I like that they're trying new things because I do feel like the game itself has become a little, you know, there's just not a lot of action. There's not, it's pace of play is one thing. Length of game is one thing. I would argue the larger issue is just the game has become so efficient and so like locked in, in a certain way that even I I can appreciate the athleticism because I love baseball. I can appreciate how incredible it is. that I can come in and throw a hundred. One mile an hour and throw a 94 mile an hour slider that's just impossible to hit and then his arm will fall off in three years but that's okay because he's it, i appreciate that it is the maximum level of athletic achievement it's also just not particularly that enjoyable to watch or at least less enjoyable than watching a home run or a great defensive play or a triple or all of those things and so i understand the idea of trying to change certain ideas of it and just to make it generally easier my dirty my dirty secret is i actually don't hate the extra inning rule. I don't actually hate the zombie rule on second. This, is, I don't hate it because Fine. because I think about when I'm at a game. I, I'm not like if I'm a, if I'm at a game, I want to know that I'm going to watch it end. <laughs> I know I'm going to see the ending of it, right? And I know it, yeah. and it adds it adds excitement. It adds a certain level, and I understand that it is different than it was when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. That is okay. There are lots of things there. For, the, for what's with I, I guarantee you. All the things that people claim they should not, they, they shouldn't have changed. They were complaining about them at the time, <laughs> about how much they, how much something about like people complain. People have a certain nature. I like that baseball's trying new things, trying to do weird things. But get, getting back to the original conversation about personalities, I would argue that's also part of baseball's problem.
4: Oh, for it's sure. That,
1: like it's not great at promoting per, uh, individual personalities. They're getting a little bit, time. But, yeah, and like. And, and part of that is the culture of the game. Right. Part of that is the culture of the idea that I always remember when Albert Pujols uh, went to the Angels, his th- by his third gear, he was obviously a half the player that Trout was like. But in that clubhouse, Pujols was the leader because he's got seniority. And so much of baseball is all wrapped up in that, in that idea of 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 you're gonna earn your your, your stripes. Uh, frankly, a lot of baseball is played by conservative white people in the South. <laughs> like, if you look at the draft, there's a lot, and I think there's a certain structure to that that I think has gotten ingrained in the culture of a, of the game. That hopefully. Uh, you know, Next year's the World Baseball Classic is coming back. And every four years, the World Baseball ca- Classic plays and becomes uh, like, oh, wow, it's people enjoying themselves. <laughs> it's people having fun. It's people celebrating. And they're not getting hit in the face with the, pit, the, the next pitch because of it. To the point where I remember last time, even by the end, the United States team was actually starting to have a little fun. I know it was weird. They were like smiling and enjoying themselves. I think that's positive, And I think we're going in that direction. I The idea of baseball purists is really just someone who's older, <laughs> and yeah. likes things at, at a certain level and that can be older can be 35 that can be 28 but I, it's, it's usually just someone who fell in love at the time a game before now and uh and wishes uh everything in their life including baseball and their friendships and all the people the things they missed and all the time they had to watch baseball back then uh they wish it was still like that and it's not
3: well i mean you were just saying you just rip the band-aid off and make the changes now i mean you you just said if, if they put on their jerseys, I hate Will Leach, and you'd still watch. If we make the changes, those older purists are going to still watch the game. They're not going to, they might be stubborn about it, but I think they're still going to end up watching the game. I mean, at some point you got to take a page from like the NBA's playbook and just promote your players more. I mean, in, in a world where Mike Trout is the best player in the league and he is not known by, by, a lot of people in this country it's a travesty you know i mean he doesn't get the recognition maybe a lot of that's due to his personality traits maybe yeah, and yeah that you can only do so much about that but he's the
1: quietest guy from new jersey ever right like he's like he, he's like humble like someone from like a place that's not new jersey it's like bizarre. new jersey finally gets an all-timer of a baseball player and he's real quiet and humble what a what a missed opportunity yeah it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's you
0: know I, I listen baseball. There's nothing wrong with baseball. It just needs a little, you know, sprucing here and there. Yeah, exactly. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a wonderful sport. It's my first sport that I grew up watching and going to. I still love it. Will is right in the sense that whenever I think about baseball, there are specific moments in Tiger Stadium, the old Tiger Stadium that I'm immediately drawn back to. Um, but with all that being said, the ideal of baseball purists, being old, I would argue that a lot of the people who get into baseball are, are brought into baseball by people who liked baseball the way that it used to be. Yeah. And so there's a culture aspect to it. There's a tradition aspect to it. You know, This is the way that I watched it with my grandpa. This is the way mm. I watched it with my grandma, et cetera, et cetera. And so they don't wanna change because then they have to change elements of that memory perhaps or elements right. of that association. And I can understand that resistance. So I don't think it's all strictly, you know, right, old man right. saying "get off my lawn." But I do definitely think that the old man saying "get off my lawn" are teaching the new ones how to say "get off my lawn."
1: Yeah, I think de- <laughs> I think I think that, uh, I, I think did. that's exactly I, right. Yeah, and and listen, this has been going on for so like I tell like we're old enough to remember that like people were so so angry when they had, had the wild card, which has been twenty years. <laughs> it's been people were like almost as long as the Arab Spring. Yeah, exactly. not quite that long ago. Please, oh, what a callback! Um, oh man, yeah. Arab Spring is an internet time, so it was four thousand years ago. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think the thing people always will have something to complain, about. and then it's, then they, they move on and it's fine. The NBA has made made a ton of changes. The NFL has about made a ton of changes. You still turn on the NFL game, you're like, oh, that's a football game. I know what that is. <laughs> like th- th- there is no radical change that feels right. very different. I think baseball can do the same thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, I I would. I don't like the Ghost Runner. But I do want to find a way to reintroduce attrition because I think that's the element of the sport that's made it longer than what it needs to be. You know, if they can just limit the number of pitchers that are rotated in and out, the number of substitutions in the shift, if they can do that, I think you'll find the game actually will speed up a lot more than putting on the ghost runner because you may not actually find yourself in a situation where you have as many extra innings opportunities to begin with and extra innings become special again. That's yeah. the reason why they want to be changed because they aren't special anymore.
4: I was about to say, like, there's something uniquely like beautiful about like an 18 inning game where it's like an exhaustive experience that you're all in the crowd for and you right. all and then you're there until it's an LA Dodgers game. They're there until 1 a.m. And then the next day at work, you're like, I'm so tired because like right. the game went to 18 innings, but we won and like But we won, exactly. And right, and I, like- and I, and I, and
1: I, I Have you seen the stands? Have you seen the stands in those 18-inning games? Nobody's
0: actually there to say that. (laughs) I've been in the stands. I've seen people stick around. Now, I have left early for extra inning games. That much is true. Of course course I have. But I would argue that the games I remember most are the ones in which I stayed. And Mm -hmm. I would say the other sports that do that. Um, You know, my favorite sport to cover now is tennis. I don't know when these fucking matches are going to end. They're five (laughs) sets. (laughs) There's no clock. It could be three sets in two hours and then I'm out or I could be there for six hours and that's part of the reasons why you love tennis because of the great unknown and I don't want to make baseball so efficient that I know in the first (laughs) inning I'm getting out of here 4.15 no matter what because they're going to have a blah, 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 blah.
2: No, I kind of
0: like the idea like ooh, I don't know. Let's see if this is a nine in there.
2: Yeah, the this, <laughs> the this, 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 this shit is going, and thank God that's the biggest hit. Yeah, that's. For me. A-
0: Seriously, though, no, it does. Yeah. It I is mean, kind of. Isn't it funny though that dudes can actually hit the opposite way though? It's
2: yeah, it's yeah. they They leave hard. like against like lefties, they will literally leave shortstop open and have like five guys over there. And Joey Gallo still can't manage. To not, not only can he not manage
1: it, he's clearly not trying to. Like, that's my favorite part. We're
2: stubborn. <laughs> I was stubborn. at I was at Sunday night. I was at, I was at Sunday night baseball. Sox Yankees, and one thing that they did have, I missed it because I was obviously in the stands. Um, but I got back and I went on the not news source Twitter and was scrolling <laughs> through and, and seeing things. And I saw what they did with Kike Hernandez where they're interviewing him mid game. And they were doing that during the spring. Mm-hmm. And oh. he act, I mean the anticipation and the way he's seeing the game, he's like, all right, if they hit it to me, I want to go home. Um, the guy at first second is slow. The guy at third is fast. He's like also shit talking the Yankees, which is kind of nice. And he actually <laughs> calls it and you hear him be like, "Up oh, here it comes. Here we go. And you know, it's like, dude, what he's got to run and chase down the ball. So I, I think stuff like that, adding that in the yeah, game is yeah. super exciting. When they were interviewed, they interviewed some of the coaches in the middle of the game during
3: college or, basketball. Or you mic like up, that. or you mic up the managers every time they go out there and talk shit to an umpire. Yeah, yeah that's genius. Yeah.
2: They had that. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I mean, look yeah. what it did for Boone. Like, you know, you heard him call those guys, my 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 guys in the box are savages, and that spurred. Like, I saw T-shirts of it last night. And I was like, that's been years since he's done that. Yeah. So yeah. that's. I mean, there are things that they can do, and there are players like. Harper, who are, you know, want to make the game more exciting. I just do think they should promote the international as well. Like no one cares, like Otani's not that great with English. He's literally, we haven't seen something like this in a hundred years. Literally a hundred years. So I, ride with it.
0: Can I can I be real honest with you guys? Yeah. You just you just mentioned two players that if you were to give them to any reputable uh New York um, you know, PR firm or or Publicists in LA, they will be such huge stars because not only are they MVPs and they're extremely talented, they're fucking hot. Like they got <laughs> hot, talented players they know nothing to do with. I'm like, you can't get the chicks, you can't get the gay guys, you can't get the straight guys, you can't get anybody because you aren't marketing them at all. You're marketing the game. Fuck the game. Market <laughs> these players. If you market the players, Like, people don't know what Tiger Woods shot at the end of the Masters. You could ask a billion people, and maybe two would be able to tell you what was his finals round or his finals. Like, no one knows, but they know how to market Tiger.
2: Oh, my God.
0: You got to market Otani. You have to market Bryce Harper. You have to market every single member of the Los Angeles Dodgers.
4: (laughs) But we were talking about (laughs) hair. I mean, every every hair – Company in the country should be going and talking to Boba Bichette. because that guy has the <laughs> nicest. I mean, like, what? It's crazy. Wait, wait. Troy Palomalo. Said I was like about what? to say what? Palomalo's been <laughs> retired for like,
0: years. Like five. He said like five sentences, right? Yeah. Five sentences, maybe, in his historic career. And yet, he's a personality that you know because they know how to market. So they got to figure that out in, in in baseball. I mean, that is. I don't know if they purposely try to like, keep the attention on individualism down, yeah. not knowing that we've shifted in this country a long time ago to individualism at a very disturbing rate, but here we are. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if Otani if and freaking Bryce Harper were the hands of Samantha Jones from Sex in the City, they would have <laughs> billboards in every city in this country.
3: I will say I, I, a lot of it, yes, a lot of it comes down to the league, putting a premium on this and, and making sure that their players get seen. But also like when these players sign with their agencies, they're usually just like all inclusive agencies that handle everything, the PR, the marketing, all of that. And like, you really think Boris Corp is going to be like, Oh, you know, Bryce Harper's sexy. Like, let's go out and put them on, you know, <laughs> people magazine. And like, I just don't think that's like where their forte is. And that's why yeah. I think these, these agencies should expand and, and take kind of a page from like the NBA, but like rock nation, I'm sure rock nation's pretty good at that, but yeah, just mm-hmm. depends. I mean, there's a lot of old school, Agencies out there. I, I think more it's,
2: fits like more yeah. fits as they walk into the game. Like everyone, like, they, it works really, <laughs> seriously, they did that for yeah. like the Braves in the World Series. It was actually kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Jock yeah. Pearson was like yeah. regularly doing that. In yeah. the World Series. But I think part of it too is that, like, uh, like also, I think there is something about baseball. That makes people makes people that play the sport really emphasize how you're supposed to pay your dues. Like I think part of that's the minor leagues, right? You're supposed to you're supposed to even no matter how much money, how much money you got from the draft, how much you got signed, you're supposed to ride the bus. You're supposed yeah. to do that and from Michael Jordan all the way back uh, to, to, to the point where he's just like, okay, I'm buying a new bus. <laughs> like this is not <laughs> the bus that we're having. But even that, it's such a ingrained part of the. No matter who you are, you are you're you're just another one of the twenty five. And that is, that, is that, was, that wasn't the the big uh, thing that everybody ripped a rod for when he was playing is there was a there are, there was 24 uh, 24 guys going one way and a rod always had his own car and in in the NBA we would find that awesome yeah. <laughs> we'd actually find it really cool that someone did that but in baseball it's seen that he's selfish and whatever it's a rod I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna sign on the team a rod here but it is that idea the idea of someone putting themselves separately or even above is in the NBA the total understanding of how it works. And in right. baseball, it's supposed to be the opposite. You're not, you're not supposed to do that at all.
2: Yeah. You have these superstars calling shots and people love it or like down for yeah. him to be like the GM. Whereas you do that in baseball even slightly and you're an asshole. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Is,
1: you, get, you, get, you get a, page, a pitch on in your face.
2: Yeah.
0: Which is such a weird place to be when you consider just like how shitty minor league baseball is like like it, it just makes you like don't you just want to help your dogs out like the next generation out like right why would you want them to go through what you went through like mm-hmm. like plant a sheet a, a, a tree you won't get the shade of or whatever yeah. the fuck that phrase is. <laughs> that's <laughs> a great point right. we've this had one sh- ba-
2: <laughs> we've had one baseball player of the, ba- we've, the, the baseball guys we've had on the show only one has been like yeah my minor league career was not that bad and because he, he got moved through the system right we've him. had guys that have been like dude i don't know if i was gonna make it out of there that was crazy like some like early like 90s wwe shit you hear about of them yeah, like just driving. Like, jank- janky
3: bus rides yeah. right. like gross hotels no
0: i i started off
2: at the grand rapids
0: press and in, uh, in michigan and we had a minor league baseball team there mm-hmm. and many of the players would stay you know with some of the residents surrounding the baseball stadium many minor league teams you know do the same thing and i was always just astounded at how appreciative these players were of something as simple as like a home-cooked meal because otherwise they would get like these bologna sandwiches with like bread that looks like they were the crust on both (laughs) ends and it's like how do you have a whole bunch of crust that you can give everyone crust. That's why to be two per bag, and yet everyone has these crusts. It's like a butt.
2: prison lunch. Yeah, yeah it's it doesn't have tar- to be that way. Pop tarts and goldfish. Like but LZ, do you throw
4: do you throw away the end of the bread? No, man. Me neither. No, some no, people some people do. I, you, I know. you do you throw it away, Josh? Kick rocks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it you actually know- to- it toasts really well. The end of the I bread. I was actually-
0: just getting rid to say, dog, you ain't had
2: no toast until
0: you toast the butt end of the bread, man. You gotta-
2: <laughs> I'll do it tomorrow morning. Hey. I will do it, and I will, I'll. And
0: you know what's really sweet about the t- end of the bread is that, and, and you know this, uh, you know this, uh, Alex. It curls a little bit, right? And it, it gets like a little swoopy. So it's like a little chip. <laughs> like a little chip, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get the peanut butter. You slap that bitch on there like that, and it melts right away. But it can't escape because of the squirrely dew. Oh. And then it's like almost like a peanut butter cannoli. It's all
3: mm. oh, happening. It. <laughs> wow. All right.
2: right. Look, I will. always eat the foodie. Away. I will yeah. always try something once. I will literally let you know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, have a, we have a tradition on our show, um, guys. All our guests answer this question. Um, it could be from you playing. It could be from when you were kids. It could be you covering anything in the world. Will, we'll start with you. Then we'll go to ULZ. What is your favorite sports memory ever?
1: <laughs> so uh, I, I will say my most vivid, if that's okay, because they're all wonderful because they're all not real life. Okay. So, uh, yeah. But uh, my, my most vivid is from the last baseball game I ever played. It was for, it was the second game of a double. I was, I played for my high school team. I was the backup catcher. Uh, and, uh, and it was, it was the, I, we made, we, our team went far, but I didn't get to play in any of those games. So I just got <laughs> to play in the last game of the regular season. And uh, I had caught the first game of the double header and they put me at third base uh, for the same, cause you can't catch both games of double header. That would be monstrous. Uh, and I had not put a cup on, uh, and I was at third base. I don't know how to field because I'm a catcher. And so uh, literally the first batter, the second pitch found me a one hop line drive, hit me immediately in the groin. And anyone that knows has been hitting the groin. There's that little moment before you feel pain yes. where you realize that like, oh, this is going to be bad. And I realized not only this is going to be bad this is going to be the last thing I ever do in a baseball diamond. I just knew it. Cause I knew, that. I knew they were not whatever, what, cause it was dead on. I was not, they were not, I was going to be pulled to the game right there. It was a meaningless game. They were not going to let me ride around the ground for 10 minutes. Yeah. So they literally pulled me out. And so the last time I ever played baseball, I, uh, I was on the ground moaning because I got hit in the groin. So uh, that's my most vivid one as you uh, might suspect it would be. After covering sports for all these years, <laughs> a shot to the nuts is what yeah. Will takes home. That's a on- good uh, That's why that's, uh, that's, that's, that, that You've got a little insight into my brain
2: here. Uh, a little bit the inside, inside oh. Uh crotch. LZ, how about you, Wait, man? Wait,
3: are
4: your nuts, are they attached <laughs> to your pituitary gland? Is That's that, why I is can't that, grow hair! Is that what it is?
1: I have like That's a five, oh my God, I had like a five foot beard when that happened. This, oh. this is it, oh my God. It immediately I fell out. It I
2: knew like, it. Uh, I knew I it.
4: it. makes so much sense now.
2: The new third base like, why is there all this hair at third base? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> um
0: uh, uh, i have been hit in the in the groin as well though not in a pleasant sports uh memory sort of way <laughs> um, neither have i to be <laughs> <different>. <laughs> uh, man i'm really torn um Can there's the I, I i'm going i'm probably going to have to go with only because to this day i still shoot this shot And I'm pretty sure I don't look anywhere as great as I did shooting this shot when I first started to do it when I was younger and when I kind of perfected it like as an adult um, because now I just can't jump because I'm 50 and it sucks. But Magic Johnson's baby skyhook over the Boston Celtics. And it's not because of you. It's not because of you. It's because Magic's from Michigan. Magic was like really from, you know, nearby Detroit and he played pickup a lot in Detroit. And so he's been a hero not just mine, but a lot of Detroiters for like a long time. And obviously we hated Boston because of our rivalry. So for a Michigan guy to hit that shot against the outstretched arms of that trilogy in Boston, in that game, in that moment, essentially winning the game, Bird did have an opportunity to to, to hit a three, but I think he hit off the side of the backboard or something. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Actually, he barely missed it, actually. He didn't miss it. He was actually close now that I think about it. But it's Magic Johnson running baby Skyhook. I remember seeing that thinking, I didn't even know you could do that. (laughs) (laughs) Because Kareem always just, you know, dribble, set up, spin. I didn't know you could actually move and not travel. And like, I was, was like, so sweet. And to this day, if I'm in the post, especially on that right block, and if you see me look over my right shoulder, I'm about to fuck you up with the running sky hook, right <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: man. Rivera cut if, fastball. If, you know it's coming. If,
0: yeah. if you don't beat me to my spot, it's buckets.
1: Uh, <laughs> I have never played basketball against LZ, and I now know this about you. So, yeah. uh, you so know I what? will.
0: There are dudes, Will, who have played basketball against against me and with me for years, and they all know that I'm I'm taking that shot. At some point, it's coming.
3: Your knowledge can't help you.
0: It it will not save you, man. I'm coming.
2: (laughs) Cannot stop and only hope to contain it, kind of thing.
0: (laughs) I'm pretty sure at this point it could probably get blocked because I am not getting off the ground the way I used to. That is for sure.
2: (laughs) Hey, Dave, man. Will Leach, LZ Granderson, where can we find you guys? Tell them. We're on this podcast with you. Yeah. no. no not beautiful. That's all we needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think yes. they've got the, the gist right now. Anything you guys right. want to throw there at the end of plug? Are we good?
1: No, no, the, the long game is, uh, with LZ and leeches uh, updates every Wednesday morning. We're on Twitch, usually on Tuesdays nice. at 1230. But uh this week we're not. But generally, uh, and you get the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts at, uh you Wednesday morning, it's, it's a it's a fun show. I I, I usually uh, do what I do today, which is just kind of a case to be like, yeah, LZ. That's right. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of his flavor flave. I like the, uh, the way I like Amen. it. You
0: are not my flavor flave. You are my seasoned salt. You are no, way yeah. more of a participatory person. Fair no, enough.
2: No, Fair no. enough. I will take that. I will take that. L- a little, little that. John, guys. Well, if it's anything like the time we had today, I'm sure it's a blast. Uh, go listen to the podcast. Go check it out. LZ Granderson. Will Leach. We're the Cherry Stripe. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. It's our pleasure. Thank you. This show is brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag today. Use the promo code BELIEVE and get 50% off your first deposit. So whatever your first deposit is at betonline.ag, and you could bet on anything. Futures for MLB, NBA playoffs is right around the corner. Actually, it's here. It's upon us playing games. Start tonight. So go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get 50% off your first deposit. Thanks for joining us. We out ya. We love ya fans out there. Drag both feet and bounce, Swing on a full count. Rip that puck. Hit that putt. Hit your PKs because they free. and Hit your free throws because they are free. Hook em.